is enough, and it's time for a change! I have so much anger. I feel like I've been raped. In the face! Great Scott. At no point in your rambling were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Just discovered a new element! Just the element of surprise. Alright everybody, welcome to the Element of Surprise. I'm your host, Chadwick J. Suet. You can find The Element of Surprise, a mentally irregular podcast, on Podomatic.com. Just go up to your little web browser, type in HTTP, the two dots, whatever they're called, two backslashes, and EOSmentallyirregular.podomatic.com. Takes you straight to Podomatic, straight to our page. You can hear all the episodes right there. Also, I'd invite you to check out The Element of Surprise, the Mentally Irregular Podcast Facebook page which you can find at facebook.com backslash EOS Mentally Irregular. From there, you can check out the EOS group, become part of the EOS Army, and, uh, you know, there's a lot of fun shit that goes on on there as well, and, uh, you know, you can get in touch with me, you can connect with the community of EOS listeners, and so on and so forth. Okay, so... Today, we are going to be playing a game, my favorite game to play, and uh, soon to be yours, Topic Roulette. And uh, I want to give out a special thanks to Mr. William Sines and uh, Mr. Justin Case from the Case in Point podcast um, for some, uh, some topics that you guys gave me to put on the wheel. Uh, Billy, Billy Sines gave me uh, Newton's Laws and Their Effect on White Privilege as well as Gumby, Man or Monster. Uh, both of those are on the wheel. Billy, I do hope it lands on at least one of them. Justin gave me who is smarter, MacGyver or Murdoch. Murdoch, of course, being uh, MacGyver's arch nemesis in the old MacGyver show, and it, I believe even on the new MacGyver show, which is not at all the Richard Dean Anderson version. But um, anyway, that that's also on the wheel. So let's see where it lands. Here we go. First spin is in motion, and, uh, sandwiches, a meal choice, or just giving up? Um, okay, that's the first topic, sandwiches. Is that a meal choice, or is it just giving up? Well, I can tell you, um, I personally believe that a sandwich, uh, see, I'm a big fan of sandwiches. I do think sandwiches are awesome, I think they're delicious, but at the same time, I see how making a sandwich is just kind of giving up on the idea of, like, making an actual meal, because you ask yourself, you say, hey, what do I want to eat? What do I want to eat right now? Okay, I could make myself, uh, I could, ooh, I could make myself a chicken, or, uh, you know what, I could make tacos, I could, I could take the time to prepare tacos, I could prepare an entire meal, uh, uh, eggs and bacon, or, you know, whatever. I could prepare an entire meal for myself and my family and my loved ones. But instead, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to cop out. I'm going to take two slices of bread. And I'm just going to grab whatever whatever meats and, uh, you know, vegetables I have lying around. And just slop them on it. Just slop them between the two pieces of bread. And I'm just going to eat that. You know, I, I've given up on the idea of making a, a full meal. On, of cooking anything and, you know, being an adult. And I'm just going to eat a, uh, a sadness meal, basically. A, a failure meal between two slices of bread. And, uh, you know, I, I heard once that bread was the, uh, the paper of the food industry because you write your sandwich on it. But I'm not exactly sure that I completely agree with that because that's just like giving up. You know, that, that, that's, that's like... Uh, that's like uh, that's like saying, you know, I could do this, but instead I'm not going to do it at all because I'm really not that interested in it. I, I'm just going to have something done for me or, you know, just kind of do whatever I can come up with as the uh, – uh, see where the chips land, you know. Let, let, the, let the chips fly and, and see, see whatever happens. 
uh, let whatever happens happen. So yeah, I, I, I think sandwiches are more of a defeat, of a personal defeat, and a uh, and and giving up than they are of a meal choice. And you know, this is this is for you to decide too. You guys can play at home whenever you hear the topics. You don't need to listen to me. You can decide for yourselves. That's the fun of topic roulette. Maybe I can have some guests on in the future who play with me. We can get some uh, back and forth. But um, yeah, that's uh, sandwiches, a meal choice or a defeat. Next topic. The wheels and spin. The wheel was in spin. Oh, oh, okay, Justin. Justin, good call, buddy. Uh, who is smarter, MacGyver or Murdoch? You know what, um... I have uh, two people that I that I, that I know. Two that I know. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm I'm a MacGyver fan myself, uh, but uh, you know, it's, it's it's it was always it was always like a background thing, as opposed to like you know like oh okay, there's nothing else on. I'll watch MacGyver. Whereas my friend Dave and uh, and 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 uh, my friend Lori, they 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 know MacGyver inside and out. Specifically, Dave. Like, Dave will sit there and argue semantics on MacGyver with you, and you just be like, okay, Dave, that's fine. I've seen the show, but, you know, I'm not a... He argues MacGyver. Dave argues MacGyver the way people at Comic-Cons argue Star Trek versus Star Wars. He is that guy. He is the guy that will... Like, you know the people that, like, they ask Mark Hamill... Or Harrison Ford. Oh, you know what? Whenever you're flying the Millennium Falcon, how uh, how did you stabilize the war, the uh, the 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 sub speed stabilizer, whatever, from like inside the ship and everything like that? And Harrison responses usually is like, I I don't know. I make it up as I go. It's just a ship, and you see the disappointment on those people's faces because they want to know like the technical readouts of how to build a Millennium Falcon so that way they can go shooting across the stars. Dave is that guy with MacGyver. If he, if there were a Comic Con specifically where Richard Dean Anderson was there, Dave would show up and he would hammer Richard Dean Anderson. He'd be like, "Whenever you took that, uh, whenever you took that Pepsi, that Pepsi bottle in that one episode, and you put, you filled it with uh, two parts gasoline and one part, um, one one part uh, fizz water." And then you took the paperclip as a conductor, and you superheated the paperclip, and you created rocket skates with that to escape from the uh, from the villains. Exactly what? How much timing did you need? And he'd like ask him the technical readouts of a MacGyver-made device, and MacGyver would uh, Richard Dean Anderson would be like, "I don't know, man. It was just in the script." And Dave would be so disappointed. But anyway, anyway, I got kind of off on a tangent there. Um, so who's smarter, MacGyver or Murdoch? You know what? I, I, I'm taking some time to think about this one. And unfortunately for MacGyver fans, I'm going to have to give it to Murdoch. Because for the most part, for the most part, he he was always able to escape. Or, or escape again at, after capture. And, you know, he always had these, these intricate plans that dragged Angus. And that's, that's right, MacGyver's first name was Angus. Let's not forget that part. He, he would drag Angus back into it. And um, I believe Murdoch's first name was Dennis, wasn't it? I'm not sure. I'd have to ask Dave. But uh, he, he would drag Angus back into it whenever Angus just, you know, he didn't, MacGyver was MacGyver. But it's not like he went around looking for these trouble problems to fix. He, he you know, he worked for uh, the, 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 Phoenix, the Phoenix Foundation. And that's what they did. So it was his job. It's not like he was like, you know what? It's a, it's a wonderful Saturday. I could sit here and relax on my own, or I could go out looking for trouble to stop Murdoch. It's just Murdoch caused the trouble. So Murdoch was actually, in my opinion, the smarter character. You know, he was always, always on the move, always creating some sort of scheme or something for MacGyver to come after. And there, he came close a few times to actually uh, getting MacGyver and uh, you know taking Angus uh, Angus MacGyver out of the world. But uh, luckily, Richard Dean Anderson, he was. MacGyver was more thrifty than Murdoch. Let me put it to you that way. MacGyver had more thrift and could think on his feet quicker than Murdoch could. But Murdoch's schemes were well thought out, very smart, very intelligent schemes for the show MacGyver, keep in mind. Not like, you know, I wouldn't suggest that, oh, you know what? 
I know how we can fix the world today in 2018. Let's call Murdoch. He knows what's going on. Let's call Murdoch. Let's get a Murdoch scheme going. That'll solve everything. No, I'm just saying for, for the show MacGyver, for the time that it came out, uh, Murdoch was the smarter character. Uh, MacGyver, of course, was just more thrifty and could think faster on his feet. That, that, that was his saving grace. So th- there's your answer, in my opinion, and this guy's humbled opinion. Murdoch, smarter than MacGyver. Spinning the wheel. Let's see where we get. Oh, okay, this cat. The topic is this cat, which is all about my cat uh, that I've mentioned many times in the podcast. Uh, you know, the cat that uh, just wandered right out of the woods and into our hearts. It, it came to us an emaciated, broken shell of a beast, and now it is an obese, Jabba the Hutt-esque creature that sits there and is so lazy, it, it, you, you don't, it doesn't even get up to eat its food. You bring its food to it. So, let's, let's talk a little bit about this cat. You know what, I, my, my family, at first, my son wanted to name the cat Bagel, as I told you. Then, uh, my, my fiancé, my lovely girl, and him were able to compromise on naming the cat Eureka which we've since taken to call her Reek, which is fitting because she did come out of, like, a, she is a hobo that came out of the woods, so it's, you know, she probably does, it probably does Reek. But, uh, you know, since then, like, I myself have never stuck to any of these names. It's just been, it's just this, this devolved into, like, you know, it's just, like, slid off the edge of a cliff, and it's devolved now into just, like, I just call it whatever is on my mind. Like, it went from, like, Okay, well, uh, uh, okay. Here's this hobo cat. Oh, look at it's it's got uh, look at look at the shape of its body. It's a Cronenberg. Oh, it's a, it's Brundle cat. You know, I've I've named all these things about like, you know, that I thought were clever, but I I've just given up. You know, now it's just this cat to the point like we went up to get it like some uh, you know, some medication the other day because it it was a woods cat. You know, you got to take care of it and make sure it's healthy. So we went up to get it some meds just in case like, you know, we're getting to the summertime, fleas are going to be coming around. Put flea meds on it that way it doesn't even get fleas. And uh, you know, we're up there at uh, at Walmart picking up its medication and I said, "Oh, we got to get this medication for my this cat." For my this cat. Hey, guys, don't forget, we got to get our this cat medication. So I've just started calling the fucking thing this cat. And uh, as I said, it's gotten progressively lazier. It's been only uh, almost a year since since this cat has, uh, and that's all one word, by the way, T-H-I-S-C-A-T, this cat. Um, it's been almost a year since this cat has... Uh, you know, trudged, uh, gone from riding the rails and sleeping underneath uh, bridges, eating cans of beans and singing hobo songs, to uh, trudging its way up on our back porch looking for uh, looking for some scraps to us just bringing it into our house. It's been almost a year, and I can tell you, this cat would not know what to do if it was suddenly thrust back into the hobo lifestyle. It, it would be lost. It would be lost like, like a child. It would be lost like a child at Walmart. You know, just uh, code Adam left and right for this cat. It would not know what to do. You know, all of its old hobo cat buddies would come up and be like, "Hey, this cat, welcome back to the life." You know, you want to come on down to the bridge and it'd be like, "Bridge? What do you mean bridge?" We'd be like, "Oh, we got some beans and some mice down there." It'd be like, "Beans? I eat tuna fish now, and I'm special." And it'd be like, th- and that's by the way, that is the voice I imagine this cat to say, and um, and uh. This cat, it's just, it's, this cat is just ridiculous. I mean, I, I want there to be, I'm, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to video interview this cat. I am going to video interview this cat as an Element of Surprise short, and I will put it on the Element of Surprise Facebook page and on the uh, and in the EOS group for you all to check out, and you can finally see this 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 abomination that I've been talking about for a year now. You can see this cat that that lays there and and lays on the couch lazily, and if you fart on the couch and then get up to like walk away or like oh man I, I farted too hard I think I might I got to go check my pants because I'm not sure if I just shit myself. The cat when you come back the cat is now stretched it doesn't even move. Mind you, it just stretches out as far as its lazy body will let it to get its head over to where you had previously farted, and it'll lick the farts up off the couch. That's this cat. So I will personally interview this cat 
on video for everybody, and I will put it on the on the Element of Surprise Mentally Irregular Podcast Facebook page. So, that's the topic of this cat. Jesus Christ, that, God damn it, this cat. You get me fired up. You get me fired up, this cat. Do something with your life. Get a job. Oh, spin the wheel. Next topic. Next topic. Spinning the wheel. Here we go. People you see at Walmart. Okay, people you see at Walmart is a good topic. And I'm kind of an expert about this one because we uh, we go up to Walmart often. And, you know, you, you see the internet memes of, like, the 600-pound guy that's, like, 19 years old. And for some reason, he's wearing pink sweatpants with, like, a sleeveless t-shirt and a cowboy hat. And he's riding around in a little Walmart scooter. And you think, only at Walmart. And, yeah, I can tell you for a fact that those people exist. But uh, I saw a person at Walmart one time that the best way to describe them, the best way to describe them was they didn't realize, they did not realize three, three very fundamental things that they should easily realize just by walking past a mirror or looking outside or the fact that, they, that a touchscreen cell phone exists. They did not realize that it was not 1982. They didn't realize that they were not 19 years old anymore. And they didn't realize that nobody, nobody at Walmart is going to be interested in how hot they think they are. And let me describe this person. This person, this woman, it was a, it was a female. As uh, you know, I'm, uh, surprisingly, you know what, it, it oftentimes is. At Walmart, I mean, you get the guys up there every once in a while, and like you know, you get the guy that's like wearing like flip flops with a pair of overalls and no shirt, and like okay, yeah, you, that that beast exists. But you know, for the most part, it's oftentimes women, and I'm going to describe this woman to you now. She was easily six feet tall, easily six feet tall, maybe 108 pounds, soaking wet. She looked like a giant skeleton, like, you know, Slenderman, the, the legend of Slenderman. She looked like Slenderman, only she wasn't wearing a suit and there to abduct children. She was at Walmart to, you know, prey on, uh, use her feminine wiles, she thought she had to, I guess, get, uh, get men's attention. She had on, you know those uh, leggings that women like to wear a lot now? They're, they're supposed to be, like, really skin-tight and form-fitting, like a second layer of skin. She had, uh, had on a, a pair of those. But they were baggy. They fit around the waist, but they were still. She, her legs were so sickly thin that they they there was still like air room, air pocket room between the leggings and her and her flesh, which shouldn't be a thing. That's not right. She she, she and I'm not even sure that the leggings were not children's leggings because of the designs on them. They were, of course, they were like pink with like you know like. Uh, it looked like, uh, you remember back in the uh, 90s when people would, they'd call it art and it was a painting, but what they'd basically do is they would just paint the background of a, of a painting and then they'd take like a different colored paint and they would just slop like several lines across the canvas and they'd be like, oh, it's art and it's contrast but work and it's, it's art. It, that, that was the pattern on her leggings. Then she had on a sleeveless black t-shirt for like a band. And it was cut off so that way you could see her belly button. The, the shirt was at one point in time a regular t-shirt, probably a men's t-shirt. She had cut the sleeves off of it and then cut it below the logo on the band shirt so that way her midriff was now exposed. And I believe, I, I, I can't remember exactly, but I believe the band was one of those like 80s bands like uh, like Warrant or Slayer, or not, not Slayer, but like uh, Warrant or... Uh, um, uh, shit. Uh, something like Warrant, okay? Just, we'll just go with warrant. And then um, her hairstyle was definitely, at one point in time, it was that 1980s up perm. But now it had just, like, she hadn't gotten it permed in, like, maybe a year or so. But she keeps teasing it up with, the, uh, with her hairspray on her own. So it just looks, like, ratty and wild. And uh, we saw her over by the fruit section the other day. You were there. I know you saw her. I pointed her out to you. And um, we saw her over by the fruit section the other day, and uh, I was just pointing at my, my fiance because she saw her too. We saw her over by the fruit section the other day, and um, you know you could tell 
just from like the way she walked, she walked with the utmost confidence. And I give her credit for that because I think everybody should like live the way this woman's living as far as like that level of confidence and like, you know, agreeability with themselves is. Like, yeah, if you, you know, work, work it. You, you, you think that you're like bomb, fucking be bomb, you know? But, uh, like, she she was like walking with like confidence like hell yeah I'm the hottest person in Walmart which keep in mind is kind of like being the smartest person with Down syndrome but uh, you know that that's who she was and I, I respect I respect her level of confidence other than that I, I wanted to get a full size mirror and just be like look into this mirror see who you really are but I was also afraid to touch her because I, I thought maybe she might uh, like disintegrate because um, like, you remember the pod people from uh, the 70s remake of Invasion of the Body Snatchers after, like, the pod people were forming? Your body, the, the, the original body actually, like, becomes, like, sickly emaciated and then, like, collapses into itself and, like, crumbles. I, I was pretty sure that was going to happen. So I, I just avoided her at all costs. But, the, you know, that's one of many people you see at Walmart. If you ever get the chance to go to Walmart just to look around, not to purchase, just to, like, walk and observe people... Take that opportunity. Take that opportunity. When that opportunity knocks, don't pass. Don't pass on that opportunity. It is it is worth its weight in gold, people. It is worth its weight in gold. Alrighty. Moving on. What do we have now? What uh what can the next topic be? Spinning the wheel. Let's find out. Hmm. Hmm. What'll it be? Hmm. Oh, good. I was so hoping it would land on this one. The Royal Wedding. The single most important event of all time. The single most important event of all time. The Royal Wedding between Harry and Meghan. Oh, Harry and Meghan got married. Harry and Meghan. Harry. Harry, Meghan. Harry, Meghan got married. Okay. So, the, the Royal Wedding happened. And it was watched by... By 78% of adults worldwide. 78% of adults worldwide stopped what they were doing. Stopped in their tracks. Dropped what they were doing. You're feeding your baby. You got a newborn baby. You're breastfeeding your child. Oh, Harry Meghan's getting married. You drop your baby on the floor. It dies. It, it, it falls. It breaks its body. It dies. You're driving to work, and you got the radio on. You're like, oh, man, I better get to work. I got. I can't believe I forgot to shave, but I was in a hurry because my boss is going to... I got to get these papers in before my boss finds out that I didn't finish up my paperwork yesterday. Man, Harry Meghan's getting married, and that's, for the record, that's what I call them. You know how, like, they combine uh, celebrity names, like... Uh, Brangelina and shit like that. Well, I couldn't come up with a good name for Harry and Meghan, so I just call them Harry Meghan, which in, in its own way is hilarious to me. So Harry Meghan's getting married. You stop the car. You pull over. You pull over. You call you. You call in sick that day, and you sit there in the car, letting your gas burn off and letting the battery wear down just to listen to the radio broadcast of Harry Meghan walking up on their Masonic tiles, getting married in the fucking Masonic church, in the, in, you know, becoming a new, new generation for the new fucking world order, uh, for the pedophilic inbred new world order. And, oh, okay, well, Harry and Meghan weren't related. Actually, they are. They're like 18th cousins, but it still counts. And, uh, you know, Everybody dropped what they were doing. 78% of adults worldwide dropped what they were doing. The only ones that didn't were the homeless people and the actual terrorists. And the ones that are actually there. Here's the people that didn't drop what they were doing to watch the royal wedding. Homeless people. Backwoods fucking uh, deliverance folk. The people that were in attendance. And the people who were guarding the people in attendance. That's the only people that didn't watch, didn't drop what they were doing to watch the royal wedding. And then, of course, myself. And even, I gotta admit, even I 
click channels a few times to tune in just because I wanted to see what sort of hilarity would ensue, and I knew I was going to have to talk about the royal wedding. I knew I, I, this is the element of surprise. How could I not talk about this topic? And it was topic roulette. I was so hoping it would land on it, and it did. And now I get to tell you about Harry Meghan. So, so they at one point in time they they switched on the queen. They 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 went up and they brought the queen out. They wheeled out the queen and everything like that. And they they they, they plugged her full of uh, of. of uh, C batteries and they, and they switched her on and she and her animatronic arm waved and she waved to the crowd and 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 then they they switched her off and they took her back and they put the they put the sheet over her to keep her good for her next public appearance you know because that's pretty much what she is now she's just like a fucking she's like those things that used to stand outside of fucking convenience stores and big boy uh burger joints and like wave and like try to wave in she she is basically she's basically an animatronic version like the hall of presidents like the hall of presidents only they 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 say they call her the queen and they they wheel her out and they switch her on and she waves to her subjects and then they wheel her back in and she's not seen from until they until they need her for her next public appearance i don't believe the queen has spoke spoke in the past 20 years because the vocal modulator in the system probably broke down and then you had Prince Charles there watching his uh, his youngest son be married and he still has that pained look on his face like he knows he's never going to get to be king like you know he knows now that he's never going to be the king he's never going to be appointed king of England because his his oldest son um, William is going to be the king he's going to be bypassed and uh he still has that pained look on his face at all the time, the entire time. And uh, I do got to admit that that guy has never been. Ooh, there's a deer outside. Sorry, I was distracted by a baby deer outside. Um, but anyway, he has that pained look on his face, like he knows he's never going to be Kim. But anyway, uh, Harry Meghan, Harry Meghan got married. Uh, I, I I wish them both luck, and may may their uh, may their horribly inbred children. Uh, live longer than 28 minutes okay next next topic next topic let's spin the wheel next topic wheels in spin wheel is in spin ah the legend of birdman the legend of birdman now i know what you're thinking are you is he talking about the cartoon is he talking about that birdman cartoon is he talking about harvey birdman attorney at law is he talking about that michael keaton movie birdman uh no i'm not i'm talking about a person that uh, my fiance and her cousin Danielle told me about a person that would w- wander about around their town, and he physically looked like a human bird, and so they called him Birdman, and uh, he would wander about here, hither and thither, just uh, peering in windows and such, and just staring at people and things. For, and then him, and then meandering about his his day. So I've been thinking a little bit about you know this beast, this mythical beast known as Birdman, and uh, I want to find him. I want to find Birdman today. I want to find Birdman in 2018, and I want I want to just follow him for a day. I want to I want to follow him around and see what what the life and times of Birdman are like. You know what does he do? Where where does he live? Does he does he have a nest somewhere? Is that why they called him Birdman? Does he protect his eggs? Does he forage for, for, for worms and scraps to bring home? What, what, what is up with Birdman? So I want to know all about Birdman, and it is one of my, uh, one of my goals to, to find Birdman, to track him down, and then um, you know, follow him around and kind of like document, like do a, like a hidden documentary on like, you know, the, the life and times of Birdman, the legend of Birdman. So, uh, you know, but uh, I, 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 it's, it's, it's too hard to explain. You know, he was just a guy that looked like a bird, and I, I've taken it, I've blown it way out of proportion, because that's what I do. You know, I mean, let's be real here. It's, I, I'm not going to track down Birdman, but uh, I, I blew, I, I blew it out of proportion because they just called a guy Birdman, and I needed more. There had to be more to it than just the fact that he looked like a bird. So that's the legend of Birdman. Spinning that wheel, spinning that wheel. Come on, Pat Sajak, spin the wheel. Spin the wheel. Ah, okay. This is a good topic, and I, this is something that I noticed from again being at Walmart and various grocery stores. Um, there, the, I want to know about the best crayon 
juice. And by that, I mean, you know, you have cranberry juice, but then you have other juices that are cran this. There's cran apple. There's cran grape. There's cran pomegranate. There's cran cranberry. There's a uh, uh, cran orange. There's cran pineapple. There is cran peach. There is cran grape. I think I already said that one. There is cran artichoke. There is cran avocado. There is cran steak. There is cran bacon and eggs. There is cran bagel and cream cheese. There is cran yogurt. There is cran uh, taquito flavor. There is there is cran ice cream. You know. So what is the best flavor of cran juice? And um, in this guy's humble opinion, uh, for the record, a lot of those don't exist. There's no cran avocado, no cran uh, ice cream or cran artichoke. Uh, but in this guy's opinion, I think cran apple has always been my favorite. Um, I know my fiance would probably say, go cran pomegranate or maybe if not that, just regular cranberry juice. But, um, you know, I, I have to go with cran apple. It's always been my favorite. It's allowed me to both piss and shit at the same time. And, uh, you know, I... I that's 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 just a wonderful. That's just a you know, that's two birds with one stone right there. You can't beat that. So I liked cran apple. That's that was my favorite cran cran juice. So I I, I ask you guys now, what is your favorite cran juice? You know, let me know. Go to the Element of Surprise page. Tell me what your favorite cran juice was, and I will regale everybody with those answers next time on the next episode. All right, spinning the wheel again. Spinning again the wheel. That was the royal wedding again. I got to spin it again. That's the royal wedding again. I got to it wants me to talk more about Harry Meghan. Okay. The wheels and spin, the wheels and spin. Ah, neighbors. <laughs> Okay, so we're gonna talk about my we're gonna talk about neighbors that I have now. Um, you've heard me go off about my neighbors before. If you've listened to the podcast, you've heard uh, you know. In Welcome to the Brick Factory. Way back when, I told you about the uh, the, the the legendary beast that I call Slipknot Mudvayne and his friend uh, Straight Outta Delmont. We have so many more new neighbors now that it is it it, it can't it can't be not talked about. So I'm going to start off with a guy I call Sweatpants Boots No Deodorant. Sweatpants Boots No Deodorant lives in the farthest apartment from us. And he walks to work, which I'm pretty sure he works at a local restaurant out here in Delmont. Um, I'm not going to say the name of it, but it rhymes with Schlamplighter. So... He, he walks over to work, and he wears, literally, I'm not making this up, he wears a t-shirt that you, it, it looks like a gray t-shirt, but you could tell that it, at one point in time, was a white t-shirt. And it, it, it's, it's now grayed and dulled from sweat and dirt and never being washed, and probably smells of years worth of his B.O. And then his pants... Are sweatpants, but he cuts that. He bought, goes and he buys sweatpants, uh, and then he cuts them into shorts. You know, he, he they make shorts that are sweatpants first off, or basketball shorts, or something he could buy that are like that. But no, he just buys a regular pair of sweatpants and then cuts them into shorts. Then he just wears his boots with them. He you know he gets like his his like hiking boots. So he's got his hiking boots on, his sweatpants shorts, and his uh his one white t-shirt which is now grayed out and dulled and gr- and dingy and smelly as fuck, and his uh his hair that is greasy and doesn't look like it's been washed, and his pair of glasses. And he walks around the uh the 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 little apartment complex here and goes over to work at the restaurant that rhymes with Schlampschleider, and uh. Then uh, he goes only exclusively to the Kogo's gas station next to the Schlampschleider rhyming restaurant uh, to purchase his his daily intake of food, which is usually uh, looks like a hoagie that somewhere between purchase and coming home he is smashed <laughs> against the ground several times. Because if you look at the bag, the hoagie's a wreck, and I'm not sure if he's like trying to shovel it into his face as he's crossing the road. But it looks like from the the way the bag's hanging and the the 
contents of the bag of the hoagie that he's taken the hoagie and he's smashed it up against every surface he could smash the hoagie with against between the between leaving go uh kogos and uh returning to his apartment which is literally a three minute walk i know because i've made that walk myself so Somewhere in that time, he smashed this hoagie. Um, al- along with that is, oh, there's got to have your bottle of iced tea. You got to have your bottle of tea. I don't know what kind of tea it is, uh, but he's always got his bottle of tea. Or if not that, he's got his uh, not Gatorade, but Powerade, because Powerade clearly stronger than Gatorade. Gatorade was made for gators. Powerade is made for power, and so he's either got his bottle of tea or his Powerade and his smashed-up hoagie with him, and he goes back into his apartment, and that's that's the end of it. That's the that's all you see until the next day. Next day, same routine, same routine. So, uh, sweaty sweaty shirt. Uh, let's let's recap this guy. Sweaty shirt, sweatpants that have been cut off into shorts. And his hiking boots. I, I've not seen socks with the hiking boots yet, by the way. I'm, I'm just assuming he puts them over his bare feet. He goes, he walks over to his uh, to work, and then he stops at Kogos. He gets his hoagie. On his way home with the hoagie, it's in the bag. They give it to him. It's well prepared. It's fully prepared, and it's it's exquisite looking. It looks like a good hoagie. He's got the, ba- the bag with the hoagie in it that he purchased. And uh, on the way home, he smashes the hoagie against every surface he comes across. So that way, by the time he comes home, it just looks like he's carrying a bag of slopped up old hoagie remains and his uh, bottle of tea or Powerade. That's, that's one of our neighbors. Then we got the couple. And I'm going to call them the couple because they are uh, clearly clearly too wealthy to be living where they're living in this apartment they leave their door open on the uh you know and i noticed it because their their apartment door is right across from the from the trash dumpster so i take my trash out to the dumpster and then on the way back i peer inside because they have like you know they've got like bright lights in there and they've got one of those tvs that like curves you know those new tvs that are like curved so that way you could see like, you know, you're more immersed and it's got the curved TV, you know, like they, you, they don't sell them for under $1,200. They have, uh, they have one of those. It's clearly a 50 inch or above. They've got uh, two, they've got one of those leather reclining sofas in there that they have set up for the TV. That I guarantee you has buttons on it that massage them and, you know, is electronic. That also is probably like a $3,000 sofa. Um, keeping in mind that this apartment is in efficiency. It's an efficiency. The rent on it is $500 a month. Includes everything. All utilities are included. And they have stocked it with the most expensive items they could possibly buy. Because they, there's no reason for them to... Their lifestyle is why they live here. That's why they live here. Because they couldn't afford a real apartment and and to pay their utilities and live the the level of life of luxury that they want to live at so that's why they live here and so i just refer to them as the uh the cut the couple i i guarantee you they probably have a butler in there or a robot that uh helps them out it's like oh oh or robot butler that just comes up and is like pardon me sir can i refill your drink ma'am and it you know and it bottles them and they're like oh yes good good jeeves 3.6 Give us a fill us up our our, our bottles of uh our, our glasses of scotch and uh put in that put in the DVD of what a girl wants starring Amanda Bynes for us to watch on our on a curved t- immersion TV that that's the couple they live there too next to the couple we got a wonderful new uh wonderful new addition who just moved in about a month ago and uh this person. I have only referred to as girlman, as in girl man, because girlman may be a girl, but it could also be a guy, because it's got, girlman has that body shape that is indistinguishable from male or female, you know, it, it could just be like a kind of, a kind of like overweight fellow, or it could just be like a girl with like, you know, who's like, you know, kind of pear-shaped and not really, like, shapely, you know, uh, very broad shoulders, so that leads me on, that leads me towards the male aspect, and then, uh, you know, it's got, like, 
possible boobs, so that leads me towards the female aspect. It's got that emo, that like mid-range emo haircut that both men, both guys and girls tend to have, so that is indistinguishable. The eyebrows are very, very, very masculine eyebrows. As well is as well are as well are girlman's eyes. So you know that that leads me to the male side. But then you hear the voice, and it's very feminine voice. And I'm like, oh shit, okay, what what's going on here? So I had to figure out what is girlman. Is it a girl or a guy? And I've been asking myself this. We've been debating this amongst our, amongst our household for the past month. So finally, we tracked it down. We tracked down girlman. Girlman works at a uh, local store here in Delmont. And uh, we went in, and uh, it's Girlman's. Girlman is a female. We we have a name, and it's a female name. And I'm not going to divulge that name because you know we don't need people going out and harassing Girlman. That's that's for me to do. I I will harass Girlman on my podcast, not face to face. But uh, you know, so that that's Girlman. We've determined that it is a female, but I still think it's lies because the name the name could possibly be go both ways. You know, it's like you take the first half of the name off the last half of the name, and that's a guy's name. So, uh, you know, I, I still believe that that's just that's false flags uh, that Girlman's putting out there trying to uh, dissuade people from figuring it out. So I, I still believe that they, you know, it's unanswered. So Girlman, it remains, and Girlman rides. Girlman rides only only its bike, and its bike can be described as this: Go watch Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Look at Pee Wee Herman's bike. Take all the cool shit off of Pee-wee's bike. So now it's just that 1950s bike frame. Spray paint that bike like onyx silver, like a very dark silver blackish. And uh, ride that bike around Delmont. And that, that's, that's Girlman. That's, that's what she does. It does. He, she, it. Girlman. That's what Girlman does. So, moving on. We have, on the other side, we have the old couple and Kurt, who I've told you about. Now... The old man and Kurt oft times leave the house at roughly the same time, and they go off for roughly the same amount of time. Like the old man from the farthest apartment down on the other side will will drive off, and then like two minutes later, Kurt will follow him. And I believe that they're having smooch parties. I believe that they're meeting up and having smooch parties, and they're smooching each other in secret, and then they come home because they roughly come home at the same time. So the old man will drive off and like, you know, I, I've talked about the way he drives and his slowness of driving. Like he'll take 10 minutes to circle around the, the parking lot and then get up by where the Delmont Theater is. So I, I imagine that he, I, I like to imagine that he pulls into the theater parking lot and then Kurt's right behind him, like a minute to, a minute or two behind him. So that way it doesn't look conspicuous. And then Kurt pulls up and what they do is they go behind Delmont Theater, the uh, AMC w- uh, theaters here in Delmont and they smooch each other for about 10 minutes and they have like little makeout sessions and smooch parties I call them and then Kurt will come back and then the old man will come back and slowly drive around the parking lot maybe he'll stop off over at uh, Rite Aid to get a bottle of water to wash the taste of Kurt out of his mouth and who knows but uh, you know then he comes home so there's those two and then of course we've got Slipknot Mudvayne who as I said recently does not resemble Slipknot Mudvayne anymore like, he, he, he got a new outfit. He just dresses like a regular dude now. So I, I might have to come up with a new name for him, but I also don't think I'm going to. So that's that's the topic of Neighbors. Go. Oh, yeah, I did. I forgot. I forgot. Thank you, Ash. Thank you. Um, there's also the couple that lives in between Sexy and I Know It and um, and Kurt. Or not Sexy and I Know It. Um, in between Slipknot Mudvayne and Kurt. And it's, it's a mom... And her son, her son does not work, will not work. He spends his days hanging out at the cigarette, jo- the, the tobacco joint over there in uh, next near um, Siggy's Tobacco over here in Delmont next to the uh, GameStop. He spends his days in there smoking and bitching about his mom. Well, and I know this because that's where I go to buy my tobacco products. He spends his days over there bitching about his mom and uh, smoking and not working. While his mom works, I'm assuming at Wendy's. And, um, but, and, and for a while we thought it was just the two of them, but then recently coming out of their apartment, 
They still live there, but recently coming out of their apartment is a, is a man who I only am going to refer to as Sexy and I Know It. And I call him this because, you know the band LMFAO and they did that song, I'm Sexy and I Know It. Well, if you look at the lead singer of that with the, with the fake glasses, the thick rim fake glasses on, uh, if you cut his hair down to like maybe an inch long and you put that same style of clothing on this guy, who, for the record, is clearly in his 40s. And that that's the guy. That's that's what he looks like. He's So I call him sexy and I know it. And what he does, and I'm not making any of this up, by the way. You, you're welcome to come to my house and just sit with me and watch these people for a day. So that way you can see the, the for a fact that this is all true and this is the stuff that I, this is what they do. Um... Sexy and I know what he does is he will walk out of the apartment and he will walk over to like the pine trees by the woods or oh yeah by the way he's always barefoot or wearing socks and I'm talking about like it you know that's fine because it's nice outside no it's like been raining all day it's been raining and it's humid as fuck and there's like mud and shit and he'll come out with just socks on like no shoes just socks a pair of like you know pink like pink um coral colored board shorts like a blue sleeveless t-shirt his thick rim glasses and like just socks and he'll walk over to, into like a puddle by the woods and stand there and <laughs> just fucking stare out into the woods for like 15 minutes like straight and then he'll like walk over like the other day I'm not I'm, uh, let me give you the trajectory of him from door from the time he exited the door of his apartment, of their apartment, because he shouldn't even probably live there, to the time that he went back into said apartment. I'm going to give you his trajectory. It took him about an hour. He made his way over to the pine trees. He stared at the pine trees for roughly 10 minutes. He then walked over towards our apartment, and he stared at our apartment. Not into it, at it. He at it. He stared at, like, the trailer. He stared at our trailer for, again, roughly another 15-20 minutes. Then, he walked over to the woods on the other side of our trailer, and he stared off into those woods for another 15 minutes. Then he walked over to the dumpster where people deposit their trash, and he stared at the dumpster for 5 minutes, then opened the dumpster and stared into it for an additional 10 minutes. After this, he walked over to where the mailboxes are. He sta- he didn't c- go over in front of the mailboxes like he was collecting mail. He just stared at where the mailboxes are located for five minutes. Then, he started to wake his- make his way back, and he stared at Girlman's apartment. She wasn't even... It- Girlman wasn't even there. Her bike... The bike was gone. The door was closed. He just stared at the apartment for an additional ten minutes. Then he made his way back around. And Sexy... Uh, Sexy and I know it encountered Slipknot Mudvayne, who was in the midst of grilling. So, did he... Did they strike up a conversation? Did they get to know each other? No. He just stared at them grilling. He just stared... Not at what they were grilling. At them as they were grilling for five minutes. Then he stared at his... At the front door of the apartment he had exited. And then he went back in. And it, this took him an hour... This took him an hour. He he mar- he barely went a distance of 50 feet total. For this whole time, he barely went over a distance of 50 feet. But he he stared. This took him an hour to do to to go around staring or staring as I say it. Uh, so that's what sexy and I know it does. He's always out and about. He's always staring. And and on the way back, he did decide to stop and take off his socks that were now soaked and covered in mud. And then finish that finishes his his journey barefoot, uh, which I'm sure he had to go home to wash his feet because they were probably hurting from standing on the rocks for so long. Otherwise, he would have stared longer. So that that's what uh that's what sexy and I know it does, and um, you know so that's that's uh, the topic of neighbors. Um, okay, I think let's, we're gonna give the wheel one more spin, one more spin. Let's see what we got. Gumby, man or monster? All right, excellent. Billy, thank you for this one. Uh, Gumby, man or monster? What do you think? What do you guys think first? Everybody remember Gumby? You know, he was like a gum creature that could like morph and do things. He had his horse Pokey, and uh, there was more going on there. But, uh, you know, so is Gumby a man? 
that just has these abilities, or is he a monster? So what do you think? I, I personally think that Gumby's a monster. You know, nobody, no, no, there's no reason for that creature to exist, unless it's to cause harm and, uh, unless it's to cause harm to eat and to people and those around him. So that's what, and you know, he's got a, his horse talked, his horse's name was Pokey, and it spoke. It spoke to him and also possessed the same powers. So how do we know that, like, oh, and I've seen Gumby at times, you know, go down and, like, split off into miniature versions of himself. You know, so that, that, that seems pretty frightening to me. Like, I don't think Gumby's a man. Like, if Gumby moved in, uh, he'd fit in. He'd, Gumby would fit in perfectly with the fucking crew of fucking uh, misfits and uh, rejects that we got living here. Uh, here, But if Gumby moved in, I'd probably want to move out. Because, you know, I, I've got enough on my plate with Girlman and Sexy and I know it and Slipknot Mudvan that I don't need fucking the, the monster known as Gumby. You know, trying to entice my child over there and split off and, like, maybe, like, resorb my child into him and use, like, you know, become, like, Gumbanikin or something like that. I don't know if that kind of fusion exists or what the fuck, but, uh, you know, that just seems like, it just seems odd and weird to me. I don't want Gumby around. Gumby's a monster. He's definitely not a man, Billy. Gumby is a monster and a degenerate, and uh, he needs to not be... He needs to be taken out. And I don't know how you kill something like that. I can only think with like some sort of like some sort of like acetone or like some sort of acid. Uh, you know, he, he, he seems like the creature like you couldn't really murder it as opposed to dissolve it. You know, you'd have to dissolve like his his clay Gumby body. Uh, so that's my answer on uh, Gumby Manor Monster. And you know what? I'm feeling I'm feeling uh, sassy, sassy. I'll give the wheel one more spin. One more spin. It's still spinning. It's still spinning. Ah, okay. Meatloaf versus meatloaf. And uh, this topic is basically to discern what is, what's better meatloaf, that food that your mom makes whenever she has leftover ground meat and is too lazy to make burgers, or meatloaf, the guy that sings, he would do anything for love, but not that. And so uh, I've had this internal internal struggle myself for, for, for a long time, uh, you know, because I'm a big fan of meatloaf, the food, but I'm also a big fan of meatloaf, the rock singer, the rock opera singer who sings songs about falling in love, but not doing that. And, uh, you know, so I, I, I'm not sure which is better, meatloaf or meatloaf. Um, I do know that meatloaf, the food, is delicious. Um, you can put onion in it. A lot of times people put ketchup as a glaze. And, uh, you know, when you cook it, you can take off huge chunks of it and, you know, you can kind of eat it. It's kind of, it, it's awesome in the sense that it's combined burgers with bread. The concept of making a burger with the concept of making a loaf of bread and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it, it does taste delicious, depending on where you've had it and who makes it. On the other hand, Meatloaf, he, he, he's like a bat out of hell. He, he, was, uh, he was Eddie in uh, Rocky Horror, the original Rocky Horror Picture Show uh, film with Tim Curry. Um, you know, he would do anything for love, as I said, but he wouldn't do that. Um, Hot Patootie, bless his soul. He really loves that rock and roll, and you know, and so do I. I enjoy rock and roll, so I don't know which is better. And I, I'm actually not going to answer this one. I'm going to leave this decision up to you, the viewer, the listener. Um, so I want, I want to hear from you, Billy. I want to know what you think. Is meatloaf better than meatloaf, Justin? Justin Case from Case in Point. You got to tell me. Is meatloaf the food better than meatloaf the the singer? You have to tell me. I, 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 I implore you. I'm asking. Joe Saxman to tell me. Uh, I'm asking Ryan McCormick from a, from a fireside chat. Tell me what's better, meatloaf or meatloaf. I need to know. So you guys got to tell me. Um, and I'll, I'll leave it at that. I think it's been a pretty good uh, episode. We had some fun. We played some Topic Roulette. Um, as you heard, I just mentioned a few podcasts. I'm going to uh, mention them again. Because if you like this podcast, 
or even if you don't, I still want you to check out the other podcasts I've named. Uh, check out a fireside chat with Ryan McCormick. I've said it before, I'll say it again. There'd be no element of surprise without Ryan. He brought me in, and uh, you know, through many different incarnations, we now landed on this one, the Element of Surprise, the Mentally Irregular podcast. Um, also check out uh, the boys over at McSauce, uh, Ian, Paul, Matt. They are doing their thing. It's a comic book podcast, and they are they are in the thick of things when it comes to like the comic book world and comic movies and so on and so forth. So check out McSauce. Also, don't forget to check out uh, Justin Case's great podcast, Case in Point. Um, it's 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 really an amazing podcast. In in a lot of ways, from listening to your podcast, Justin, I also want to say it is in a lot of ways the counter podcast to to this one, in that we do seem to have a lot of similarities between us, and we just go about things in our own different way, which is cool. You know, you got to be yourself. You got to own who you are, not be like somebody else. So very awesome, very good podcast. Everybody check those out. Um. Also, they've got some other stuff uh, coming up down the road that I want you guys to check out. Don't forget, next July, next month, uh, July, or no, next it's still May. So in two months, in July, on July 14th, we have the Element of Surprise, um, the the event for no reason, I call it, which is just I want to get a bunch of people together, barbecue out in, on the back porch, fire up the mics, and just, just you know, BS, just shoot the shit. Um, I also want to put the invitation out there to Mr. Joe Saxman to either call in or come personally be on the podcast because uh, me and you have kind of been going over this little debate, sir, about what's better, which Star Wars movie is better, Episode 1 or Episode 8. You're for Episode 1. I, myself, am for Episode 8. So I'd like to, I'd like to, I'd like to, you know, hash this out between the two of us live and, uh, you know, get it, get it all recorded see where we can go from there. But uh, thank you guys very much. As always, be good to yourselves. Be good to each other. Question everything. Um, you know, and always take an opportunity to learn something new. That's all I've got. This has been the Element of Surprise. Thank you, and cue the fucking bear music. Show. I'm not a superstar. I'm